world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others, use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we talked about the admins of Team Astro, slash the performers of the Astrolite Circus. And we also made some stage magic-themed Pokémon. Chocus Prestocus Clapocus. However, we got a comment on Twitter from our good friend Tanner who suggested Chapocus for the final evolution, a portmanteau of chapeau, meaning hat, and pocus. I feel like we probably did talk about something along those lines. Before we get into the meat of the episode. Breaking news from Pokemon Generation 9. And we wanted to talk about it. Yeah, we recorded the previous episode the day before the news dropped, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it last time, so we'll talk about it now. Mostly. The things that they did that were similar to things that we've done. <laughs> such as two professors, a different one for each game. <laughs> they also did some similar things to what we did with their Pokemon. They introduced three new Pokemon. What do they all have in common, Alex? I don't know. Do they all have in common? Round! Oh, they are all round! <laughs> We've made many round Pokemon, and we're not alone! LeChonk! LeChonk! It's a pig, and it's round, and it's called LeChonk. LeChonk in particular has really similar vibes to Trufflet. And John even spoke to us on the Discord about the meaning behind LeChonk's name. Because mm -hmm. LeChon is a type of pork, pork from Spain. Yeah. Smolev! Smolev is a delight. When we made Smolfry, you were worried that a Pokemon wouldn't have Smol in its name. It didn't sound like a real Pokemon name. Vindic Vindication for the kinds yeah. of names we're giving. Yeah, no, I feel so much better about <laughs> some of our names. Yeah, poor me is Scarlet and Violet's Pika clone. The thing that I think is most interesting about it though is the fact that it's pure electric type. Pika clones haven't been pure electric type since Pachirisu in Generation oh. 4, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation. Maybe this one is finally, for the first time since Pikachu, going to have an evolution. Ooh. Yeah, that could be fun. But it's a little small round electric rodent. Yee. Everything's round. Everything's round. Also, there's four player multiplayer overworld exploration stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's been confirmed to be fully open world. Excellent. Which, like, we, we didn't even do that. We haven't gone that far. <laughs> we don't have to make the game. My guess is there will still be obstacles, things that would need HM equivalents, mm. field abilities of some kind to navigate. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's a similar kind of thing as to how they did that stuff in Legends Arceus. There were things like, you can't get up this cliff. Yeah. It's too tall. You need something to climb it. You can't cross water. Yeah. So it'll probably have similar limitations to that. These are the legends. Coridon and Miraidon. The game's gonna have a past and future theme. The legendaries clearly have this theme. The professors also express this theme. But for now, let's leave the real Generation 9 and go and talk about our own Generation 1, I guess. <laughs> I have got a suggestion for us for a unique Pokemon encounter method. So for that, we're going to go to Trainer's Choice. What do you mean by Pokemon encounter method? So I guess the first time something along these lines was introduced, I guess you could say it started in generation four okay. to a point where they had the Poker Radar system to encounter Pokemon outside that game's Pokedex. And at that point, that's all it was for. It might have involved shiny chaining, but that was the first thing. Like generation five was where it really gets started because that's where we got introduced to hidden abilities and the unique encounter methods of a game are often a way for you to find hidden ability Pokemon within the game. 
mm. in black and white. It wasn't actually within the game, though. You had to go to an entirely separate website. <laughs> you would send your Pokemon to the dream world. Black and white 2 gave us a method in the game itself with hidden grotto Pokemon. Only certain Pokemon would show up in these, but they're just locations where sometimes you would find rare special Pokemon and sometimes those would have their hidden abilities. Nice. Generation 6, X and Y gave us horde battles where you encounter five Pokemon at once and they did some fun things with those. Like Usually they'd be five of the same Pokemon, but then you mm-hmm. get things like four Surviper and a Zangoose and the Surviper would all gang up on the Zangoose. <laughs> Or you'd get four Trevenant and a Pseudo Wudo having infiltrated them. Yeah. But hidden ability Pokemon in that generation came from the Friends Safari in the post game, Mm. where people on your friends list would have a mini Safari Zone section with three Pokemon of the same type and they could have their hidden abilities. Generation 7 gave us SOS battles. And then Generation 8 in Sword and Shield gave us raid battles. Pokemon Legends Arceus has a similar thing where it doesn't have hidden abilities in that game, but a way for you to catch Pokemon that otherwise would wouldn't make sense for there to be in the region, mm-hmm. you've got the space-time distortions. Yeah. Where Jotonian Sneasel shows up because there's Hisuian Sneasel mm-hmm. and Porygon show up in there because they don't make sense to be in that time period. Yeah. But they wanted to make sure that every Pokemon originally from Simo could be found yeah. in the game. So Weavile has to be available, which is awkward because for some bizarre reason they gave Sneasel a new form and a new evolution in the <laughs> same region they gave it an evolution before, I guess. It's set in the distant past so Porygon doesn't make sense but Porygon Z is a thing Yeah. so they had to do a whole new thing and like you could also get cool rare items there like evolution mm-hmm. items so I'm gonna give our game something along those lines okay cool and the main reason I want to bring up Legends Arceus and it's space time distortions is I think what I want to do here is most similar to that Okay. It feels kind of like that and maybe a little bit like the hidden grottos. It's also something that ties into the story beats we've got going on quite nicely. Okay. And so my idea is I'm dubbing them cryptic fields. Oh. And essentially it's cryptid inspired. Mm -hmm. What are some cryptid tropes? This is your field of expertise. (laughs) I mean, well, the definition of a cryptid is something that can't be proven, but Uh is speculated to exist. So something that has sightings, but has never been properly documented. So something that's elusive. Elusive. Some reasons why they could be elusive, though. Things like fog. Oh. When they're supposedly seen, they're in fog. Because people will see things in the fog. They've just misunderstood what they've seen. So essentially, I'm thinking fog would be a big thing. Yeah. But they'd be areas that are taken over by some kind of effect. Okay. Like fog. Yeah. That would otherwise obscure your vision. Or like make it hard to quite make out what's going on. And these areas functionally are kind of like the space-time distortions. Like just a dome or something that takes over a part the map yeah. and within those you can find Pokemon that have a chance of having their hidden ability Pokemon with an increased chance of being shiny potentially Pokemon that aren't normally available in the Pokedex yeah okay sweet and so that's the idea I remember when we talked about Spookoom mm. in particular yeah we had mentioned that it would often have like a kind of fog or a mist mm-hmm. yeah. associated with it so would this be like a similar very much yes aesthetic at least yeah. maybe maybe even like it is the same thing but mm-hmm. for the Spookoom stuff it's like like the Spookoom one is just a particularly special version of this yeah, effect it's yeah it's like a scripted version of this effect mm-hmm. and I think you probably don't start encountering them until after you've had that yeah, encounter with yeah, Spookoom yeah. and then that sort of triggers them to appear elsewhere I like that in the map I think it could be different kinds of effects depending on the area you're in and like mm. the kinds of environment you're in fog and mist would be major ones but you could have something else for if you're in a cave say what kinds of things could be these cryptic fields <laughs> 
fields. Other things that come to mind are like a haze, like especially mm-hmm. in like a deserty area, sure. like that kind of mirage. Mirage, of course, um, a mirage effect. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I don't know how to describe that other than just a haze. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A shimmer. Though. Yeah. It would be a harder one to see, perhaps. Maybe depending on how hard they are to see, you're more likely to encounter rare mm-hmm. things in them. Yeah. You'd be able to find rare items within them as well. Yeah. In the snowy areas, a whirling snowstorm, yeah, like a blizzard, yeah. a blizzard area, blizzard, like obscuring blizzard. Yeah. yeah. I think you could probably do something similar with a rain effect as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rain and a fog or like a mist go really well together. Mm-hmm. That stuff would coexist pretty easily. What about some kind of mountain area that's not necessarily snowy? Outdoor, you could have low-hanging cloud cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, again, is basically just mist. Mm-hmm. It's like a specific flavor. Yeah, I think it would look a little different in the game as well. It would be like, brighter. Yeah, thicker. Yeah, fluffier. <laughs> <laughs> like a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> And also very cold. Well, <laughs> very wet. Very wet. <laughs> if you've ever been in a cloud. Inside caves is something I'm having a little bit harder mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. with. Also, what about just an eerily dark spot? Just like... That's kind of what I was thinking. That's that's the next thing I was going to say. Like, maybe like a spot where it's just like there's not enough light. Unnatural darkness. Mm. Because like, you would still explore these cave areas normally and they would just be there. Yeah. Within the game to find out about these, some kind of news report thing. Like, a lot of the times in older games, you would be able to go and click on random TVs because they'd be flashing and they'd give you news reports of things going on mm. in certain places or maybe Porter's got something for you <laughs> we don't want to give him too much yeah he's already doing a lot of stuff yeah. and but also I don't want it to be a single specific place you would go to get this information that's fair it could be on your Pokedial the device that holds your elemental shards mm. that is like the Poke Nav Poke Gear kind yeah, of yeah. device of the game it could be something along those lines it could just be something that shows up when you look at the map yeah we had many mentioned again in regards to Spookum when Spookum is showing up and you're entering that hazy misty area mm-hmm. that your polka dial goes haywire yeah and like starts yeah. spinning yeah because it's kind of like a compass so it's just sort of spinning and going a little bit haywire so like that's a fun yeah effect that's definitely a, yeah it's continued to happen when you get near to them that helps you pinpoint them mm-hmm. you just need something else to let you know if it's somewhere else in the region we've been getting yeah, reports yeah. of this kind of effect maybe it doesn't even say like exactly what effect is we've been getting reports of trainers polka dials going haywire in such and such location. Yeah. Or even just like a weather report system that yeah. you can check in with mm-hmm. that says, oh yeah, this area is due for some unseasonal rain or fog or cloud this... cover, etc. And now for the weather, this cave is going to be bizarrely dark today. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> I want it to be one singular thing. So I think just like a general report. That's fair. Yeah. Another one that has come to mind. What if it's a sunny place? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got Mirage for like desert. Yeah. What about like a grassy field? Uh-huh. Some clouds of pollen. <laughs> How thick is that pollen? It's just unseasonably sneezy today. (laughs) Mm. How about a high wind that's whipping up leaves? Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking these don't start showing up in the overworld until after you've encountered Spookum. So it's Mm -hmm. maybe late game, potentially post game. Yeah. Or at least mostly it'll be a post game thing. A lot of the times the Pokemon that will show up here are just whatever random Pokemon, Mm. but they'll have increased chances of being shiny. They might have their hidden abilities and potentially items like certain health items. If we have 
had disposable TMs or TRs like in Galar mm. that they would show up here as well. Evolution items, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valuable items sometimes, a gold nugget. Yeah, that stuff that's just a little bit hard to get or very useful yeah. to have. Single use. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it though. It's a little bit of a shorter main subject. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. Then we've got our cryptic fields, a late game slash post game way to encounter rare, shiny, hidden ability Pokemon. Maybe we should go and talk about some Pokemon you can encounter in the game in Who's That Pokemon? I think it's time, Alex. I think it's time for us to talk about something we've both mentioned as being an idea we want to do. Just We're just going to do it. Break the ice and just do it. We're making a moose. Moose! We need a moose Pokemon. Moose. There has never been a moose Pokemon. Why? Because they were waiting for us. <laughs> to make this American West Coast region. Moose are terrifying megafauna. They're so big. They are unreasonably large. They're larger than you think they are. They're like elephantine. They're very big. Big, big moose. We're gonna make a moose. Let's make a moose. So we've both had ideas for moose. Uh-huh. Yeah, we both knew early on that we wanted a moose Pokemon and we've thought about it in, in a few different yeah. ways. My first instinct for moose is ice type. And I, that's a good instinct. I think that's what I've come around on as probably the best call. I mean, it's got to live in the colder regions, Absolutely. right? It's going to live in the northern part of Alsea. I, at one point, wanted a grass water moose <laughs> because of this one particular picture on the internet of a moose coming up from a lake and its horns are just dripping with seaweed. Oh, I thought you more wanted to do that for the pun on moss. That's also very good. <laughs> a grassy moose just is a delightful aesthetic, but mm. I think I think ice is probably the better way to go. I don't know what, if any, secondary type for it is the thing. Part of me would want to go with fighting, mm. but ice fighting is a type of lagomogul because that's a major signature Pokemon. I wouldn't, mm. I don't know. I'd feel weird just doing that again. Overlapping. Yeah. I don't know what to put with ground. Potentially. We can come back to this is the it thing. It doesn't need to be dual type either. It could also just be pure ice. Just doing it as a single stage felt like a way to go with this, but it would then just be a single stage large Pokemon, which Pokemon has done plenty of in the yeah. past. I don't think we have one like that, do we? If we were to do it as a two-stage Pokemon, for instance, to have a young moose in there, apart from just being smaller, I can't think of what would make it distinct enough to be worth having an extra Pokemon. Yeah, I'm with you. I think just a big single stage. Yeah, partly from just the size of it. You expect it to be quite good in stats, probably better than you'd want a Pokemon that you'd find early on to be. It could be that this is a Pokemon exclusive to Pokemon North, so it's only found in the northern part of the region, but you okay. don't find it in the game where you start yeah, there. Yeah, and we could make something similar a counterpart to the south, side, yeah. yeah. I'm cool with that. Okay, let's look at a picture of a moose. <laughs> oh boy. Look, he's like, okay, we're making a moose Pokemon. What does that mean? What does it look like? What? Well, let's 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 talk about some details. So they're big and bulky, but they got kind of spindly legs. Relatively, sure. Comparatively, the rest of their body, which mm -hmm. I think is fun. A very like distinct face shape. Of yeah. Sort of long. Long and rounded. Round nose. Yeah. And they usually have like a bit of skin that kind of like hangs down, hmm. which would be fun to have some like icicles dripping off its face. Sure. Kind of there to you mimic go. that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm picturing their horns or their antlers. They're giant absurd antlers. They're very big antlers. Tend to have unlike deer antlers which are sticks yeah, sort yeah. of sticking out. Yeah. I'm going to explain this in regards to hands. So like if, <laughs> if deer antlers are just fingers, the, the moose antlers have the whole palm. They have big flat open areas. Thank you. 
Um, I am picturing the antlers as collecting mounds of snow in them. Sure, yeah. The way that snow settles on trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, what kind of attitude do you think they have? What kind of personality? Do you do want you... them to be like real moose? Probably. Jerks. Are they actually like that? Like. <laughs> So. I don't know enough about um, real moose. From what I understand, they are kind of pests mm. because they will trample into wherever the heck they want oh, and sure. there's nothing you can do about it Yeah, because they're so big. They'll stand in the middle of the road and cause huge traffic pile-ups. I kind of want to make it angry. Yeah. Does that feel fitting? It does. Okay. Then let's make this moose angry. Anger moose. When you see this moose, you're going to be scared. This is going to be a scary Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> to that end, I suppose it could be dark. Ooh. Yeah, that could work. That could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This moose, it doesn't like you. <laughs> it's not personal, but it doesn't like you. <laughs> it doesn't like anyone, but and you're it, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't care that you're here. It's going into your space. Oh, I bet you in the cryptic fields, mm-hmm. this moose will show up in all sorts of random places. Like it'll usually only be found in like the northern routes, uh-huh. broadly speaking. And oh, cryptic fields could also include Pokemon that are otherwise version exclusive, potentially. Yeah. Some Pokemon are true version exclusives, can't be found in the alternate game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Some Pokemon are semi version exclusives. One that comes to mind is Bonsly and Mime Jr. in mm. the Diamond and Pearl games. You couldn't find the revolve forms in the Counterpart games, and you could only find Bonsai and Mime Jr. themselves in Trophy Garden. This could be kind of like that. For the Cryptic Fields, this moose will show up in either game. Yeah. Otherwise, it only shows up in Pokemon North in the northern parts of the region. Yes. But for the Cryptic Fields, it will show up anywhere. It will show up just outside of towns. <laughs> it will show up in the middle of the woods. It will show up where it should not be because it doesn't care. <laughs> It goes where it wants. Yeah. Moose in the desert? Ice <laughs> moose in the desert? Yeah. Who's going to tell it not to? You? Don't think so. Nope. It's It'll step on you. It'll eat you. <laughs> What a moosey. Plants. Right, sorry. <laughs> they will fight you and attack you for fun. They don't intend to eat you, but they'll still beat you up. Yeah. Moose. I know they cause a lot of car accidents the same way that deer do. Mm-hmm. They're like deer, but bigger. Yeah. Car versus moose. Moose is going to win. Moose is going to win. Yeah. Hitting a deer with your car will total your car. Imagine mm-hmm. hitting a moose. Either that or the moose will just start running and probably just run faster than your car. They're very because fast. They're Fast. They're very fast. They're faster than a creature that size with those gangly legs deserves to be. Mm-hmm. But they're fast. They're scary, man. Yeah. To play into this and to play into the vehicle confrontation. What if for the sake of the ice we're basing on, what if it's black ice? Oh. What if we like go with that oh. specific kind of ice as like the That's great aspect for like a like here. a dark ice combo in particular. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. So the thing with the visuals of black ice is that black ice is just ice that's invisible on the road. Yeah, because the roads are black. <laughs> but yeah, like a dark ice aesthetic. The moose's main coloration, it can be a very dark black and brown color. Like a very dark blue. Okay, yeah. Like a... Navy? Yeah. We play into the tropes and ideas of black ice. Yeah, yeah, more so than the aesthetic. Yeah. Because it doesn't have one. <laughs> the moose can look like it's furry, like a moose, mm-hmm. but Pokedex centuries could mention, or it could just actually have a thin layer of ice over that. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. We could also give it some vehicle-like elements because it is, like, okay. its body is is a tank. Yeah. Just big, bulky, blocky. Maybe kind of like Copperaja being like a bit squarish. Okay. Its body
somebody could be like kind of a cuboid. A little icy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like um, almost like rounded corners instead of just like completely round torso. Yeah. Let's go for some abilities because there are a bunch of abilities right away mm-hmm. that can like super easily fit here. Intimidate. Yeah. Thick fat. Yep. I think intimidate and thick fat have got to be on there. Yeah, definitely those ones. Mm-hmm. Intimidate. When the Pokemon enters the battlefield, it will lower the attack stat of Pokemon on the other side. It, thick fat reduces the effectiveness of fire and ice type moves on it. So it would be neutral against fire type moves and quad resist ice type. Nice. Yeah, I think ice types in particular really benefit from having stuff that boosts yeah. them against. They, they have so many weaknesses. Yeah. What does Tauros have? Thank you. That reminds me of the other ability I was thinking about when I was talking about being angry. Anger point. Mm. Which raises the Pokemon's attack stat when it gets hit by a critical hit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, if we're trying to express this as an angry Pokemon. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think put Thick Fat as its other main ability and Intimidate as its hidden ability. Okay. So now it's time for our favorite part. The part where we sit here for a while and try to think of some names. Moose. Ice. Also, for some reason, the word malicious is coming to mind. <laughs> malicious. Moolicious. <laughs> Moose-licious. <laughs> That's terrible. And it's kind of got like a militia sounding word too. Which I guess plays into the vehicle side of it a bit. You've been calling it a tank. Yeah. But also, I hate that name. <laughs> Moolicious? Yeah. Oh, fine. You seem offended. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's good either. Okay, good. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. An unrelated to naming question. No. Is there a gender difference on this moose? So I thought about it, but here's the thing is, because we've had a few Pokemon like this, where the fact is, the antlers are such a defining aspect yeah. of it. Like, you don't want to not do them. Yeah. You can do them. A, we, there could be a, a gender difference where they're slightly smaller on the female. I'm okay with that. Which I think we've done similar things before. Angry. What are some other angry words? Mm. Mad. Mad moose. Irate. Annoyed. Crossed. Vexed, irritated, fury, outrage, furious, furious, furious. I like that one actually. That's not terrible, huh? I like that one. I think this is furious. Furious. F U R I O O S E. Furious. Furious. The angry moose Pokemon. That's a silly name, but as we discussed earlier, Lachunk. Smoliv. Pokemon can have silly sounding names and this one is Furious. Furious. The episode's still a little bit short so far, so we're gonna do bonus Pokemon. It's another Pokemon that we've talked on the podcast before about doing eventually, so we're just gonna bash this one out. Remember that we talked about there being a pure poison type Pokemon associated with our tar pits. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. It's called Splatter. It's like Splatter and Tar. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Splatter, it's it's just a big old goopy pie of tar. You've got your muck, your grime, yeah. like that whole garbage Yeah, just a big old poison sludge pile Pokemon. Pile of stuff, yeah. yeah, and it's specifically in the form of tar, probably with a bit of an oily aesthetic, somewhat similar, I guess, to Alolan Grimer. Alolan Grimer, a little bit, yeah, be a lot blacker. Yeah, I want to find some way to have it aesthetically look different. Even yeah. Grimer and Ditto have a different look. Yeah, I think the main body of this be kind of round. Okay, so it's more of like a tar ball. Yeah, but the main body is like that, but also playing to that name, it's kind of splattered out on the ground. Yeah. Like, if you look at it top down, it'll look like the Nickelodeon logo. Excellent. Kind of like Milsery. Yeah. Like sort of turn it upside down and squish it on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it would have like a little raised, sort of rounded section. Yeah. Have a little face on it. Probably look a little bit sneaky and mis- 
mischievous. Pure poison types, we talked about how we want it to be that. All of our fossil Pokemon associated with the tar also had the new ability Toxic Tar. So it should get that as well. Yep, we talked about this would definitely have that. Probably still as its hidden ability. So Toxic Tar, the ability we created for our fossil Pokemon, is very similar to other existing abilities in Pokemon. We based it on Poison Point, mm -hmm. which is an ability that has a 30% chance of poisoning the Pokemon when it itself is hit by a move used by that opponent Pokemon. But Toxic Tar instead has a 20% chance, or a lower chance, but instead of inflicting bad poison, which is what you get from Toxic, which ramps up in damage every turn. Okay. So it's a lower chance, but for a worse status. Poison Point, usually associated with spiky Pokemon. Like okay. the Nidoran lines, Quillfish, Roselia. It's because you touch it, you're pricked by a part of it, and you get affected with that poison. So even though Toxic Tar works in that same way, mm -hmm. it doesn't quite fit. Poison Touch is a better fitting ability. Yeah. Which is the same thing, but in reverse. That's when this Pokemon uses a move, the target has a chance of getting poisoned because it's yeah. going for it. And I think we could probably just do it as a single ability. Okay. Like, a single main ability and the hidden ability. Yeah. Is this a single stage Pokemon as well? Oh yeah. It's just a blob of tar that can be found in the tar pits. Yeah. Cool. Lightning round bonus Pokemon! Excellent! Splatter! I like it. Two Pokemon for the price of one. <laughs> when we get around to making Fury Use's counterpart that can be found in the south, in Pokemon South, mm -hmm. we'll have to come up with some other little bonus mini Pokemon that can also be connected with that. Yeah. I've got a bunch of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> So today, we have created the Cryptic Fields, a unique Pokemon encounter method similar to the space-time distortions from Pokemon Legends Arceus, where a mysterious overworld effect conceals unique rare Pokemon that have an increased chance of being shiny and odds of finding their hidden abilities as well as cool bonus items. And then we also made some Pokemon. First thing we made is Furious, which is a <laughs> ice-dark-type Pokemon that will be found in the northern area of Pokemon North and the Cryptic Fields in Pokemon South. And the cryptic fields in Pokemon North as well. That as well. And we also have Splatter, our tar-themed Pokemon for our tar pits alongside our fossil Pokemon that are inspired by tar. Pure poison. Yeah. A little blobby guy. So just a little guy. <laughs> just a little blob. We love a little guy. <laughs> And it's round. We love a round little guy. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as... Them's the Facts. Ghoul Tank. And our other show, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And you can also check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord. So until next time, gotta, gotta make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. This is an ad for a Pokemon actual play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's... Listen... We might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then 
Come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh!